0: Welcome to the Economic Development Matters podcast, brought to you by Edmonton Global, hosted by me, Brianna Morris, and my colleague, Sherry Baslama. Sherry and I work together at Edmonton Global, an economic development agency that represents 14 municipalities that make up the Edmonton metropolitan region. Home to 1.4 million people and generating 105 billion dollars in GDP, our region is Canada's fifth largest economy, and we're just getting started. At Edmonton Global our purpose is to transform and grow the economy of the Edmonton region and we do that by attracting foreign direct investment and quality jobs. We also support our local businesses to expand internationally. On this podcast we talk about economic development matters and why it matters. We discuss how we can best compete in the global marketplace and build a sustainable and prosperous economy to enhance the quality of life for the people in our communities.
1: So, so far we've published over a dozen podcast episodes and actually one of the things we've heard is that people enjoy hearing from us which is a nice surprise um <laughs> so today we're, we're actually going to do a bit of a special episode it's just going to be Brianne and I talking about sort of our takeaways and our um how we feel that the podcast uh has been going so far and maybe a bit of a look into the future I think that's a great idea uh,
0: Sherry what's been your favorite episode so far that seems like a good first question
1: yeah, so I have to say, I think my favorite episode so far was the one we had with Stephen Lund. Oh, from that's the what CEO. I was going to say, so just don't ask me, don't oh. ask me back. <laughs> great minds think alike, I guess. Yeah, just hearing his perspective and I think hearing from a, a, a partner or a sister organization essentially that is doing a lot of the same work that we are doing um, and kind of comparing notes on how, how they've been making things work and how we're trying to make things work here was really great. And just hearing his personal stories about Um, you know, when he started out in economic development and just that scrappy uh, building relationships and just really, really, what really resonated with me was that desire to want to make a difference. And I think that's one of the reasons I work in economic development. I think that's one of the reasons you like it too, Brianna. Absolutely. I also loved his, uh,
0: his story about bringing the finance district to Halifax and his pink slip party and just the creative, innovative approach. and, And nobody thought These companies would end up in Halifax and they did and so I thought that was very inspiring so I have to agree with you I think I like all the episodes of course but that one that one definitely stood out to me
1: yeah it's it's those little things I think that can make a huge impact right and I I think sometimes people forget I know one of the things you always talk about is that everybody has a role in economic development and um, I think that's so true we can all play a role in sharing the opportunities that exist here
0: Actually, on that note, I think that's where we've done well so far is the, the cross-section of people that have come on our podcast to discuss economic development. We have uh, private companies, entrepreneurs, other economic development organizations, um, people who've worked in post-secondary institutions. Uh, so I think, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a good, broad
1: group. Absolutely. Were there any other conversations maybe that stood out to you, Brianna? Oh,
0: um, I have to say I love Zach Storm's energy. That that really got me excited. I, I really loved that episode uh, and hearing from him and how they have just um, bootstrapped, I guess, venture capital and made it more accessible to people and yeah. just having fun doing it. Like, it's not kind of this esoteric, I don't know if that's the right word, but kind of... Um, you know, people don't understand that world, they really made it accessible saying, let's go for beer and and pitch our business ideas. So I I really liked that episode.
1: Absolutely, and another example of just small initiatives that can grow into really big things and have a big impact. Talking about uh, some of our past episodes, I do have to say we had Adam O'Brien on from Bitcoin. Well, I still don't understand anything about Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, since
0: then I took uh, uh, a seminar with um, Dr. Amos Safiedine. I apologize if I'm not saying his, his name quite quite correctly, um, but I, I was fascinated, and I, I'm I'm all in, Sherry. I think uh, <laughs> I think our monetary system we need to move to a Bitcoin standard. Uh, it's it's a it's a big ask, but It makes a lot of sense to me. We were on the the gold standard. We moved off of it. Now we see increases the money supply causing uh, inflation. And uh, it's, yeah, it was a really fascinating discussion. So we should bring him on and and more people to talk about Bitcoin. And I'm going to win you over.
1: (laughs) It's not even about winning me over at this point. It's just understanding it. Um, Another episode that uh, we just did pretty recently that I really enjoyed was the one with Janet Lane from the Canada West Foundation about Youth talent and what's driving the migration of youth talent across Canada.
0: Oh, and since then, um, the government of Alberta just came out with their Alberta is Calling campaign, which I thought was timely. Um, I'm very excited to see uh, that campaign, and I'd love to get somebody from the government, uh, maybe after it's kind of the radio ads have run for a while, to see, you know, how it's going.
1: Yeah, um, it would be interesting to hear how it's resonating within those um those target audiences. I know the campaign is mostly uh, focused on attracting talent from Ontario, like the bigger cities, especially Toronto, and then uh, of course BC from Vancouver, because both both of those are regions that have super um, high, uh, it, super high cost of living. Cost of living. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, and that's a real challenge for young people.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So they're focusing on housing affordability, the career opportunities here, which is more than just oil and gas, um, which is something we talked about in Janet Lane's episode, um, you know, and then the festivals, the um, access to the mountains and lakes. And so I am, I'm very excited about that campaign.
1: Me too. Um, so what are some key things that you've learned throughout these podcasts, Brianna, that maybe you didn't know before? Huh.
0: Well, I th- one thing that... Uh, kind of resonated that I heard a couple times was the overlaps in economic development and how we tackle that. Um, and that's something I'm still thinking about. Like, I, I don't know necessarily the solution to it. Um, what do you mean
1: by overlaps?
0: Well, which organization or government or business is responsible for what aspect? Okay. So say, you know, everybody's in the field of maybe talent attraction or, or attracting FDI. There's, you know, Invest in Canada, Invest Alberta, Edmonton Global, right. each municipality... And I think we trip over ourselves a little bit. Um, and I think a few, a few uh, astute observations from podcast guests have pointed that out. Um, but I don't have this. I don't know necessarily the solution yet, but it is kind of something for anybody in this field to be aware of. Yeah. Um, and just kind of be careful that we're collaborating where it makes sense, but also staying in our lane.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I've actually heard that as a challenge as well. And I think, you know, Edmonton Global has always just um, tried to c- have this attitude of partnership and where can we help and what can we do to support? Because, um, again, like what we're trying to do is hard. And I think with the size of our team and the, um, the mandate we've been given, we can't do what we're doing alone. So those partnerships are super important. So um, understanding how to make them work and work well is very important.
0: Yeah. Tell us a bit more, uh, Sherry, because I think it's your part on the team at Edmonton Global is fascinating. Brand management uh, and that sort of thing. Can you tell tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Sure. Yeah. So my role with Edmonton Global, uh, like Brianna mentioned, is around brand management and sort of telling the story of the Edmonton region. And this is probably the... Aspect of my job that I find most exciting because I think um, there's an aspirational aspect to to what we're trying to do in terms of telling the story of the Edmonton region, and it's uh, while it's grounded on what's happening here, it's also um, it's aspirational in that it's it's uh, telling the story of what we aspire to be, um, which I think you know there's so many great stories to tell, and I think um, there's a, you know there's a, there's so much potential to to tell that story in terms of the fact that it's not really out there yeah. um you know we're kind of unknown never mind internationally even nationally i think um there's not an, awa- an awareness of what's happening here
0: yeah i think uh it's so important you work, and you're so passionate that's what I, I i love the listeners don't see how much in the background you're why isn't a picture of edmonton included here or why why
1: are they talking about this city and we have this here too and um yeah, yeah. So i, I really, believe in blooming where you're planted right so um making a difference in the in the um in the where I live matters to me, and I, when I think about you know raising kids here and what I'm trying to build for their future, um, yeah, I'm heavily invested in what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you said we're you're not we're not really well known, and I think um, I think that's that's true, and part of the reason why I believe in the model of economic uh, sorry of of uh, Edmonton Global, because when I explain what I um, what we do at Edmonton Global to friends, it's kind of the way I explain it. It's like okay. Uh, investors around the world when they think of Canada they think of Toronto Vancouver Montreal and maybe Calgary by working together now as a region we can put Edmonton on the map globally and that's a large part of like what your role is at Edmonton Global is to get Edmonton on the map globally and globally recognized Um, I think there's a lot of value in that
1: yeah and it relates again to what you say about everybody having a role right we can all be storytellers about the amazing things that are happening here so you know I'm always banging the drum to share those stories um the other thing I would add just around, you know, um, when we're talking to ourselves, interna- about, sorry, talking to ourselves, talking about ourselves internationally, going at it as a regional approach is super important so that we're, we're all coming to market with the same message. right? Yeah. We're not contradicting ourselves. I know I've heard stories um, before Edmonton Global was founded that there would be, um, you know, folks uh, at all at a event or a conference, folks from, you know, EEDC or the city of Edmonton, folks from the province of Alberta, maybe some of the different municipalities around Edmonton, maybe somebody from I- AIHA, and they're all leaving different materials that are often either not not aligned on messaging or even sometimes um contradicting some of the messaging. So oh, no. <laughs> that's confusing to investors, right? They need to understand what the value prop is. And if we're all singing from the same song sheet, it's gonna be a more powerful message. Right, so it could all be accurate, but it's 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 not memorable. Like, right. you start to really
0: remember thing about a region if everybody keeps kind of saying the same thing. Exactly,
1: yeah. Yeah. So Brianna, let's talk a little bit about your role at Edmonton Global, and why do you think um, the region needs Edmonton Global? So, well, my role at Edmonton Global
0: is um, focused on policy and advocacy. So studying how can we be more competitive as a region to attract FDI? Is it, you know, changes to government policy? Is it incentives? Is it... Changes in regulation, and so studying that—that's why partly I, I love this podcast because I get some of those ideas from some of our guests. right But then taking those to the government, provincially um, or federally, I've gone to Ottawa a couple times, and then and then advocating for those changes—that um, makes it easier for um, the majority of our people at Edmonton Global who are on the train investment team to to actually bring in FDI and meet with it. So and meet with the investors. So um, yeah, just for our listeners. So. Um, most of what Edmonton Global does is they are going out and they're meeting with investors, creating essentially pitch decks saying, "Have you considered Edmonton?" And these right. are um, our assets here. This is you know where you can set up your facility. These are um, why the regulations are to your benefit. This is kind of labor pool, and this, these are the degrees or the training that people here have. And it's so, almost what I would des- how I would describe it is like we're submitting an RFP on behalf of the region right. to investors looking at where do they want to extend, expand, or set up their business. Um, so I think that's uh, that's great work. Um, and so I was I was pleased to come to Edmonton Global because that makes sense to me. We need outside dollars to grow our economy we want high quality jobs so whatever I can do to help facilitate that has me pretty excited
1: yeah I really see your role as you know trade and investment is out there trying to pitch our region to the world as you described and your role really is about making us more competitive making us more appealing to those investors are there any policies that you want to speak about um, that you're currently um, working on or things that you're advocating for that uh, that would be you know interesting to our listeners There's a lot of focus uh, on incentives right now.
0: So I loved that our first episode uh, with Chris Steele talked about incentives. um, And
1: I think maybe we should have him back. Yeah, that (laughs) Um, was a good episode. We didn't mention that one.
0: It was. And I think traditionally in Alberta, we haven't had to really um, focus on incentives or we just haven't because we had a really strong oil and gas sector, which is really what the government relied on.
1: Yeah, actually, I heard a funny quote just recently that it used to be in Alberta, you could dig a hole and money would just come pouring out of it.
0: (laughs) So now that we're, and we still have a, and I mean, oil and gas is doing well again, uh, this, you know, right now. Um, but we are trying more deliberately to diversify our economy and show that we are about more than oil and gas Absolutely. here. Um, and so uh, traditionally in the, in the field of investment attraction and all that um, there, what the language that companies are used to is incentives. Why didn't financial incentives do I get if hook? I, if I go to your jurisdiction, Yeah, they're expecting them almost in exactly. some sense. Right? Um, and so a part of the challenge for our, our team is to, kind of show, well, we don't actually have tons of incentives here, but broadly we're more competitive. We have the 8% corporate tax rate, which is the lowest in the country. Right, And so it's trying to kind of get the investor kind of think of it in a different way. It's not about immediate incentives, but realize you're actually going to save money in the long run because of our... More competitive um, tax regime, which broadly applies to everybody. However, there is the side where I'm also trying to go to government, though, and say this is the language that these companies speak. So, how do we meet them on their terms as well to get them to consider Alberta? And
1: incentives is something that our government does, right? There's the, I think it's the APIP one? Yes, Alberta Petrochemicals
0: Incentive Program, which is targeted at the petrochemical sector. um, And then Invest Alberta, um, and actually now just the government of Alberta. Both of them are involved in the investment and growth fund, which is a newer one, which is a deal closing fund where it is, um, um, if say there's two jurisdictions, there has to be a competing jurisdiction, um, where they're looking at say, I don't know, Manitoba or Montana and Alberta. It is a deal closing fund where we just kind of dangle that carrot and just to kind of get
1: it across the last, yes, to get it
0: across the finish line. And so I think, I do think that's smart. Yeah. I do think that's smart.
1: Maybe we should shift and start talking a little bit about what comes next. What are some of the future episodes that we have planned? Oh, so, okay.
0: Here's some ideas and I want to hear from you too. Um, What we haven't yet covered really is um, business expansion and retention. And I know a lot of that's at uh, the municipal level. So our our partners, the economic development officers and our shareholder municipalities, um, that's I think a lot of uh, what they focus on. So I'd like to hear from them on that. National security, Um, (laughs) I think that would be interesting as well, Um, um, just
1: in what way? Like, how does that relate to economic development?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think how to safely say,
1: say this, <laughs> but there's
0: there are some um, state actors that get involved in private business where there is actually a national security risk if they, depending on the nature of the sector, like critical minerals or telecommunications, right. um, where there actually can be some risk. And so it's, in those cases, you're not just looking at the dollar value of the investment, but kind of thinking the bigger picture from a national security standpoint, are there risks?
1: Yeah, so there's strategy that needs to be developed around what kind of investment we're going after and who we're trying to attract as well, I guess. Right,
0: and then maybe trade would be another one. Uh, that's another focus of Edmonton right. Global's mandate. And we have our new director of trade.
1: Right, and I think that's going to be a much larger part of what Edmonton Global is doing in terms right. of helping regional businesses here grow internationally. So, yeah. that, how about that, you? You know, I think I'm excited to start diving into diving into topics around regional narrative, place branding, and and the role that events even can play um, in attracting investment and attention to our region. So, Brianna, maybe before we wrap this episode up, I want to give you the opportunity to talk about regional economic development, because I know that's something you're particularly passionate about is that regional approach that Edmonton Global is taking. So, can you explain why you're so passionate about that? Oh, yeah, thanks for that opportunity, because
0: you're right, we were talking about that earlier. And I think, because I I was kind of, I'm a policy wonk, and I was looking into Edmonton Global, you know, when I started working there. Um, And I come kind of from a conservative background, so I don't want to just spending money on you know agencies and overlap and I'm like does this make sense and I absolutely think it makes sense um you're pooling resources which allows for more specialization and expertise right so if you no municipality on their own can find like the expert we have in Jeff Bell and combine all these things where you can then you know have that data expertise or then you have we have our business development manager focused on the life sciences you can't have all of those things in-house in every single municipality but if you pool your resources then you can you can specialize more and get a little bit more sophisticated in your methods so i think that is one key reason why you want to collaborate for economic development and then the second thing is putting yourselves in the shoes of the investor um, they don't want every municipality fighting and tripping over each other and then trying to put the pieces together to see it's what kind of market yeah, right? you actually yeah. have in the region. Um, I think like, what we need to understand is business doesn't function at the municipal boundary line. Um, the region is much bigger, especially with the advent of cars and communications. Right. When I moved to the region, I lived in Fort Saskatchewan. My husband worked in Strathcona County, and I worked in downtown Edmonton. Right. Um, Like the region is much bigger than just the municipality. So um, I know we always want the deal to fall in our own
1: municipality, but it's just, to be honest, investors, they don't care. (laughs) Yeah, quite frankly, and I've heard this even from, uh, you know, uh, from journalists that... When we've talked about the competition even between Edmonton and Calgary, like they don't care. Yeah. Investors don't care. The only people who are in the, who care about that competition are the people who are competing with each other.
0: Yes, yeah. exactly. Like, yeah, it's, um, it's, we just kind of have to put our egos aside a bit. Um, and, you know, like I, it makes sense that we know the differences between Sherrod Park, St. Albert or the Duke and Fort Saskatchewan, but many of us, we won't really be able to tell people the difference between Surrey and Richmond and Vancouver. Like as soon as you leave your own kind of region and municipality, it just, it doesn't matter so much anymore. So we need to recognize, um, put ourselves in the shoes of the investor and see things the way they see it because it benefits the whole region anytime we get a deal anywhere in the region. Um, I I think the term our CEO uses sometimes is the rising tide floats all boats. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, And yeah, because you know, if... Uh, if a deal goes to one municipality, somebody might be living in another one, but they're paying, they're paying taxes, they're buying from the services in the municipality closest to where they live. Like the whole, the whole region really does benefit. And so, um, to me, it makes Edmonton Global makes a lot of sense in the regional model. Like pull our resources, do our job well, we all benefit. Let's work together.
1: Here, here. That's a wrap for today. Thank you for tuning in to the Economic Development Matters podcast brought to you by Edmonton Global. For more information about Edmonton Global or to get in touch, visit our website at edmontonglobal.ca. Follow us on social media, on Twitter, LinkedIn, or Facebook. And don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast platform so you'll be among the first to know when a new episode drops. We hope you learned something new today about economic development matters and why it matters. Until next time, we're your hosts, Sherry and Brianna, signing off.